0: You and I have different brains.
1: Hello, this is Writing in Real Life, a podcast about writing, publishing, marriage, and parenthood. I'm Barry Liga, and with me, as always, of course, I couldn't do it without her. I wouldn't do it without her. Morgan Baton. Hi, Morgan. Hi,
0: Bear. Hi, everyone. How are you? I'm good. We, uh, We, ugh. We're, like, getting back into life right now. uh, We
1: we did something a little crazy this weekend.
0: I think it was outrageous.
1: It was insane. Dangerous. Dangerous, perhaps. Unprecedented. No one
0: has ever done this.
1: We, should we tell people?
0: I guess. I just feel like people are going to copy off of us if we tell them.
1: That's true. (laughs) That's true. We, uh, we went away for... Somewhere between thirty six and forty eight hours without the baby
0: we just left her here.
1: We left her here. We got one of those those setups that they have like for cats and dogs where it dispenses dry food yep. and like fresh water, mm-hmm. and we put formula in in the water dispenser and we yeah. put Cheerios in the dry food dispenser and we came back and she was passed out happily on the floor uh-huh. with a couple of toys with a couple of toys, <laughs> so it was all fine uh, and we had a great time while we were away.
0: <laughs> no, but really, shout out once again <laughs> to. Uh, Family, grandmas
1: make the world go around. My
0: mom and my dad watch her all yeah. and can, it turns
1: out your aunt. Yeah, as well. my
0: aunt was in town from Florida, so um, it was great. We actually, well, I we we brought the playpen down for them, amongst other things, multiple other things.
1: We we filled the entire trunk of the car that we rented just with baby stuff, literally for thirty six hours. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, our bags we had to cram into the <laughs> seats with us, but. All the baby stuff filled the trunk of the car.
0: I mean, the list of things that we wrote down and then checked off to bring with us. was it insane. Just for her. It's just so, it's, it's so it's, funny. And we
1: still forgot a couple things. We did, yeah. yeah. But
0: anyway, but so I asked my mom, did you guys use the playpen? How was it? And she goes, we didn't even use it. There were three of us. We just passed they it around. They were just around. passing
1: the baby around. The baby <laughs> was fine. She was um, thrilled. Yeah, she was thrilled. She had a great time. It was terrific. And, uh, you know... We we encourage all parents, I think, <laughs> to occasionally do this. This was our first time doing this. Yeah. You know, I have been away uh, in the past, you know, but obviously I was I was working when I was traveling, it wasn't a vacation, and you weren't with me. Yeah. So
0: And I've never that not, was a bummer. I've never not spent the night with you my have- daughter
1: exactly yeah. you have never spent the night away from her this was
0: a milestone you've
1: never been away from her for more than say 12 hours at a time that's correct and this time yeah it was from friday afternoon until sunday, sunday afternoon.
0: afternoon
1: yeah about 48 hours
0: so and here's the funny thing is uh sometime around midweek when i started to realize this was real <laughs> this was happening <laughs> and it was coming up in two days uh i started to get really anxious about it and going to sleep at night. I was like staying up because I was worried about it and and just getting myself all worked up. And then I calmed down. Uh, But you know, when we, when we left her at my parents' house, she was so happy and she was just hanging out and I had, we loved on her as much as we could. And uh, she was sitting on the couch playing with my mom and we got ready to go. And my mom said, here, do you want to pick her up and take her and hug her again before you leave? And we were both like, nope. Leave her. Yeah. Like she's happy right there. Yep. She does not even realize we are about Don't to walk make out the an door. Issue out yeah. Of it. yeah. So we left and it was fine, but. Uh, Saturday morning, we FaceTimed with her. And she burst
1: into tears. Yeah,
0: which, uh, you know, my mom said that happens with my niece and nephew all the time and my sister. And, uh, you know, she doesn't realize we're gone until she sees us not in the room. And she's like, oh,
1: right, (laughs) they're not around.
0: (laughs) So it was, uh, you know, it was great. I was, I I did shed a single tear when she started crying during that FaceTime session. That was difficult, I know. -hmm. But, um... But it was. I feel like it was less weird than I thought it would be.
1: I was sort of surprised by how easily um, I was able to. I don't know what the right word is. Compartmentalize, maybe. Yeah. You know, there was that moment where she was sitting on the sofa playing, and we were getting ready to leave, and I was just like, "All right, I got to get out of here now. I can do it right now. If I stay two more seconds, <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to it. leave." Yeah. But once we left, I was I was fine. I think I made a joke when we when we got to the place where we were staying. Which was only about an hour and twenty minutes away from your parents. We didn't mm-hmm. want to go terribly far. I think I made a joke where I said, "Okay, we've proved we can do it. Now we're going back for right, it." Right? right. Yeah. But we were we were okay, and it was fine. And I think the, the the funniest thing to me was I found I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I found that for the the two days we were away, I brought her up a lot. Yeah, I, well, of I, course. I felt like. I felt like that was sort of all I wanted to talk about sometimes. <laughs> really? Which was really weird because the whole point of this was to just get away yeah. and just enjoy some couple time.
0: Well, two things I want to say about that. One is, it is funny that when the baby's not with us, of course, we talk about the baby. And we go shopping for the baby and we're walking up and down the little tourist shops and thinking of what we should buy for her. and right. is this cute, You know, which is, it's just funny. But the second thing is, is, I mean, I noticed a real difference in you. After a couple of hours of shedding, like, dad stuff, <laughs> I feel like it opened up, this vacation really opened up some new spaces in your brain. Oh. So, I want to talk about that.
1: Sure, sure. Can I can, Before we do that, yeah. can I just bring something up real quick? I want to make sure I give a shout out to you. For coming up with this idea and planning oh, thanks. it, thanks. Yes, coming because, up with
0: a vacation. That's well, no, but very seriously, <laughs> seriously,
1: it—I would not have thought of it. Really, it is the sort of thing where I would have thought, "Gee, it would be nice," but I would just think to myself, "No, this is—I'll get a vacation when she's 18. Oh, like my gosh. that's sort of how yeah. I would think, and not in a "oh, woe is me" way, uh-huh. but just in a "this is how it is," yeah. you know, sort of matter-of-fact way. And you just said. You know, six months ago. I, th- I think it was I about think, six months probably,
0: ago. I do. Rem- I have a very vivid memory of us taking one of our epic walks in the park trying to get laid asleep yeah. uh, sometime in the late winter, early spring, right. so probably March, and uh, like I just r- vividly remember saying, you know what? We're going on vacation for our anniversary. That was yeah. the reason for this trip, and uh, she'll be just about a year old by then.
2: Right.
0: We can do it. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And that, I mean, first of all, that felt so far away. Yeah. And uh, here we are. It's over. And it
1: was strange because she was sick the week
0: week prior to to us
1: going away. And the day before we went away, she seemed to backslide a little bit. Yeah. She got, she seemed a little more congested and, and, and mucusy and, and all that. And I was home with her all day. Obviously you were at work and I can remember thinking, there's no way we can do this. we mm-hmm. just we can't. We have to stay home and take care of her. She's just not in any shape for us to go away, yeah, and we woke up the following morning and she seemed like she'd improved again, and I told myself, it's a cold it's I mean seriously, it's it not like the, it's not like yeah. she's got a case of botulism or Ebola, I mean you know, or the swine mm. flu like it was just you know it's a cold. And she's snotty and had a running nose and she would be fine. And I told myself, we're going to be an hour away. You know, we can, if something happens, we can get back. And that was the most difficult part for me was knowing that she was sick. And the best thing is that when we came back and picked her up two days later, she'd gotten better. So we funny. didn't have to deal with those last couple of days of wiping her nose and everything. We we got to let her grandparents take care of it.
0: But that. I think it's funny that you were worried about her being sick. And, and what, did you think it was unfair to leave a, a, a recovering baby with someone else?
1: There there It was two things. It was, yeah, it was, hey, here's your lovely granddaughter, and by the way, she's just disgorging a metric ton of snot every five minutes. Have fun. There's that, and then there's also, you know, she's sick, we should take care of her. Okay. There, so there were both of those things.
0: Okay. Because I was more concerned about, um, A, she wasn't that sick anymore, I, I knew, so it was fine. B, my parents raised four kids, so, you know, I, I don't think they mind a little bit of cold issues from, from the baby. Well, day.
1: I can tell you that if somebody handed me a baby that had a cold right now, even though I've taken care of one with a cold, I would still be like, I don't want to take care of a baby with a cold. If,
0: if our baby in 30 years hands you her baby with a cold.
1: I will hand her to you.
0: <laughs> You know, this is their grandbaby. I know, I know,
1: I know. know. Um, It's not necessarily about what other people are okay with or willing to deal with. It's more about what I think is fair to ask other people
0: to deal with. Yeah,
1: that's all. But it all worked out. it worked out spectacularly. It, worked out it was wonderful. It was very relaxing, and as you you know, you just said that you felt like this sort of opened up new places in my brain i well, the, I, think and I want
0: to explain that for a second for everyone, which is that sometime around the second drink on friday evening yes there
1: <laughs> there there were adult beverages consumed on both our parts
0: yeah um, you suddenly just let forth with all of these ideas. And I like, wouldn't genius ideas. And literally for the next 36 hours, <laughs> every hour you were like, hey, what about this? Or have you ever thought about this? And it was fascinating. So
1: It was mo- less about opening up new spaces in my brain and more about reopening old spaces that had been either condemned or closed <laughs> for remodeling. Ah,
0: uh, I see.
1: Or Or reassigned to baby duties okay. in the past year. And it was just, you know, that, that's more of what I'm normally, yeah. quote unquote, normally like, as, as well as the word normal can apply to me. But yeah, I I suddenly felt like, oh, yeah, this is what it feels like mm-hmm. when I'm not having in the back of my mind all the time. Where's the baby? Where's the baby? Yeah. What, do I, what do I have to do next? How do I have to prepare next for the baby? And I just didn't have to think about that stuff. Yeah. And it was just you and me hanging out and having a good time and talking. And yeah, I felt, you know, my, my brain was, was fecund again, you yeah. know, things were growing and sprouting and, and, you know, I've got a million ideas and, and different things I want to do. And I have no idea how I'll find the time to do them or or do all of them in any sort of reasonable amount of time. But but yeah, it was a good feeling, and I took a lot of notes, and I kept apologizing to you that I was grabbing, because, you know, we brought my iPad, but we were supposed to not use it, right. unless we had to, unless it was an emergency.
0: Which totally didn't which happen. Which
1: totally didn't happen, because there I was, taking notes constantly.
0: And there I was, browsing Facebook.
1: Yeah, so, but that was okay. We were still relaxing. It yeah. was nice.
0: There I was, unfriending people on Facebook. Oh! Based on their, I was, based on the terrible shooting last week. In Oregon. Of course, it brings out the worst in people. Sure. And, uh, which is, I mean, just really tragic. Anyway, the fact that like a, a national tragedy brings out the worst in people on social media is, it's a whole other conversation. But anyway, I found myself getting worked up as I'm yeah. like laying in this beautiful king size hotel bed with a beautiful view of the beach, watching right. the waves crashing from the hurricane, the,
1: the gray beach <laughs>
0: yeah, as, yeah. As, as
1: the waves roll in.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, unfriend, unfriend,
1: unfriend. Wow. <laughs> which
0: is so ridiculous. So
1: anyway, but what about you? Did you feel liberated at all to, to conjure?
0: So, no, my liberation wasn't about imagination or anything like that. And I mean, to be candid, I leave the house every day and I get a nice yeah. sort of 30-minute subway ride either way where my mind clears and, and I can zone out if I need to. And I've, a lot of thoughts bubble to the surface in, during my commute time, which, right. which I like a lot. But what I did find was that I slept soundly.
1: Yes, And I don't do that
0: anymore. Yeah, I used to be a fantastic sleeper. You don't sleep
1: well at home. You wake wake up a lot.
0: At least three times a night just to look at the monitor and make sure the baby is still there. I don't know. You know, you and I have this joke that uh, there's a, for the listeners, there's a a sort of tiny part of her crib that the monitor can't see. Just the way we have it set up and the the shape and size of her room it just doesn't allow for it. So, and that seems to be her favorite spot to sleep.
1: No matter... And, and before people say move the monitor, when we move the monitor, her new favorite place becomes whatever spot yes, the now can't yeah, be seen. the monitor she has been just, in several places. She just likes to sleep in the monitor's blind spot. Yeah,
0: she's very she's an evil genius.
1: She's trolling us.
0: Uh, so we have a joke that every time she's not on the monitor, it's because she snuck out to go fight crime or right. something, yeah. you know? Um, so I always, oh, I always have to check on that throughout the night. So that was my real... That was a true vacation for me yeah. this weekend. And you was, slept... I slept like, like a rock. I slept so, like a baby. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and late. <laughs> slept late, yeah. took, took a nap each took day. a
1: nap in the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. pretty fantastic. It was nice. Very nice. We recommend it to all parents. <laughs> it can be difficult, especially if you don't have family nearby. We're very fortunate in that regard. Yeah. Uh, you And know. it's
0: hard. I mean, listen, I know a lot of, new, of parents who... basically you have to figure out when is the right time for you to do this. Right. And I know parents for whom month two, they were leaving the baby with someone and going out and good on them. If that works for them.
1: I honestly, when you said, you know, early October, which she's not quite a year yet, there was a part of me going, that's way too early. There's just no way (laughs) I can leave my baby for two nights. She's not even a year old and and yet we did it and it and it worked out fine it was awesome it worked out fine
0: so i think our- it
1: helped that we had sort of worked up to this inadvertently not intentionally but you know we had left her with one grandmother or another for varying periods of time during the day you know you know periods of several hours at a stretch and so i felt like okay it's all right like she is comfortable with somebody else feeding her somebody else putting her down for a nap somebody else putting her down to bed that sort of thing and and it it worked out really well
0: as it always does yes
1: so we went away. She was fine. We were fine. I came up with a million new ideas. Uh,
0: let's talk about something that you did come up with, which was fascinating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Let's, let's talk about you know, not, not just coming up with, with cool and interesting ideas on vacation, but what happens when there's an idea for something that fits into a, a project or a manuscript that you have already submitted yes. and you realize after the fact, oh, man. I should have done that. Mm-hmm. What about that? Talk yeah. about that. So, uh, without getting into spoiler territory for your book,
0: yeah, no, no, no. But basically, we, you, I, I don't remember where we were, but out of the blue, we said, were at some
1: tourist trap, yeah, we trap some to some tourist shop, trap,
0: and you said, you know what you should do in in your manuscript when such and such happens, you should make it this instead because then you could do this. And again, not to be ridiculous about this, but but I can't talk about it, but. And it's a, it, that's a genius idea. They're yes, doing
1: team. this so that you can do that <laughs> is a genius idea. No no, no,
0: no, but your idea was awesome. <sighs> Thank you. Um, the good thing is, is it's not a difficult fix at yeah, all. Yeah, it's not
1: going to change your plot. No, it it's not going to change plot your pace. It's, it's just, just a
0: really cool addition. It's a to nice, a scene. it's
1: a nice piece of texture. Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, but you're right. I mean, this this book is out there with with a, quite a few agents right yeah. now. So, anyway. I guess what I'll do is write it, and <laughs> the next agent who requests it will get that updated version yeah, yeah uh but is that i mean have you ever experienced that when you've turned in a book? oh yeah,
1: well a I've ex- month later or- i I experienced it once when it was when the book had just been published oh the uh and and it wasn't even just oh, that would be a nice bit of texture. it was oh, I should have written the whole book this way instead of that way, really, yeah. Yeah, with uh, with hero type, okay, which is very much about politics and patriotism and and free speech and that sort of thing, and you know, there's no metaphor or analogy to it, uh-huh. or allegory or anything like that. It is just they are literally talking about flag burning. They're not metaphorically talking okay. about. They're talking about literal flag burning and that sort of thing. And I realized probably four months before the book came out. So it was done. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was nothing you could do about it. Uh, I realized I'm like, Oh, it would have been really interesting if instead of just tackling it head on, if instead I had made it allegorical, if instead of talking about, you know, flag burning, it was something like, you know, people burning the football team's mascot Uh or something like that. And and building this story, using like the football team as a stand in for the military, for example. Right, yeah. And the way we look at veterans and the way we look at war and building an allegory around it instead of just saying, No, look, here's war, here's yeah. soldiers, here's flags And I was really beating myself up about it and I even told my editor about it and she just sort of sighed a very world weary sigh. <laughs> but I like to think she she never had until she met me and she said, Barry, it's a fine book <laughs> just the way it is. Oh, <laughs> and it was just one of the, you know, and, and to this day, I mean, I've, I've made my peace with the fact that the book is what it is, but the, well, to, to, to this day, yeah. Cause I can't do anything about it to this day. I still sometimes think, what if what I if had I? done it yeah. the other way? Like, would it have been better or, yeah. or just different? And I, and I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like how with my latest tattoo, every time someone asks me if I like it, I sort of shrug and say, I don't know yet, but I, but I really don't have a choice, so I may as well learn to like it, right? Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Seriously. So.
1: Either that or start wearing like a really thick bands. cuff yeah. or something like that around your yeah. wrist to, to hide it, you yeah. <laughs> So, so you're just going to go ahead and you're, you're, you're actually going to take this idea I am. and I'm you're going to put it in yeah, there. Yeah, I am. That's cool. And you know, honestly, I mean, you're at such an early stage. It's yeah. not the sort of thing that's going to make, make a break. A break. Somebody yeah. agreeing to represent exactly. you. Exactly. So if, you know, if you have an agent call you up and say, yes, I want to represent you, you can say, great, I'm going to send you another draft right, yeah. <laughs> And th- that has this, this bit in it. Um, and, uh, it's cool. And, and, you know, again, it was you know being on vacation mm-hmm. and just hanging out with you and not having to think about the baby yeah just suddenly it, it's like all these parts of my brain that were occupied with baby stuff yeah. were suddenly able to, to do other things uh-huh. instead and 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 that was great uh i'm sorry that, that you didn't experience that it was a it was a nice experience for me it's
0: okay you and i have different brains
1: very different yeah. brains that's and true and i
0: i you know i i didn't feel i was looking forward to quite literally sleeping yeah and, and you did. I did so and you did, great.
1: yeah. I think I slept pretty much the same amount I normally do. Yeah. Uh, in fact, one night I slept less, I know, mm. because I had trouble falling asleep. Yeah. And then I woke up roughly at the same time I would normally. So, uh, but it felt like better sleep. And wake, there's a difference between waking up at a certain time of the morning and knowing that you've got to jump up and immediately be with the baby and waking up at that same time in the morning, and knowing you can lie there for a while and order room service—yes, very, very different feelings.
0: Yeah. So, can we talk about one of my favorite parts of our vacation weekend? Sure. We stayed in an incredible hotel, very historic, huge, lots of lots of little rooms with f- roaring fireplaces yeah. and cozy bars and men playing acoustic guitar. It was it was wonderful. And at one point yesterday, you went to the gym, which was very admirable of you. And I grabbed a book that I bought last October before the baby and have not yet started. And and I had said to myself, I'm going to start it on this, this vacation. Uh, and I went downstairs to one of those roaring fireplaces alone with my book and sat there and read it. And it was so great. Just to, you know, put my feet up, and it felt like fall. It it was just a very autumnal moment. I was in a cozy sweater, a fireplace.
1: We both read. We did. Quite a bit. And that was really nice. I saw you do something I've never seen you do. What? You read a newspaper.
0: I did read the newspaper. (laughs) They, They delivered
1: each morning. They delivered us a copy of the New York Times, and... I, you know, anytime I'm in a hotel and they deliver the paper, I just pick it up off the floor and toss it on a chair and forget about it because <laughs> I have the internet, man. I don't need, I don't need your dead tree. And you said to me, Hey, where's that paper? And I'm thinking, does she have to <laughs> pick dog poop up or something? And I gave it to you and you sat there and read it. And I was like, There wow. is something very
0: luxurious about sitting in bed with coffee and reading the New York Times wow. at your leisure. Wow. Yeah.
1: I, I agree, but why not read it on your phone or on your iPad?
0: Because there's something tactile about turning a paper. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it's. I think it's easier to skip things on a device.
1: That's true. That's definitely true. Very true. So it was. It was. It was good. We both read. We relaxed. It was terrific. Um, I want to talk. I want to talk about something that doesn't relate directly to our vacation, which is the subject of email, okay. and, and how email can be terrifying sometimes. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about some of the stresses of us both being writers and critiquing each other's work. Mm -hmm. One of the big advantages to us both being writers and understanding the stresses and horrors of the writer's life is we can help each other out in certain circumstances. By which I mean sometimes, yes, we have to read each other's email. (laughs) Because otherwise, it's just too fraught with peril. Have you ever read
0: one of my emails? Yes. Which one?
1: I did recently. A friend had sent you you some comments on your manuscript, and you didn't know if you could handle them or not, so I read them for you. And I said, yep, you can handle this, no problem, and gave it to you. And you had to read an email from my editor. I did. At one point, because we were about to go away somewhere. This was pre-baby. We were about to go away, and literally hours before we were leaving, yeah. my editor sent an email, and,
0: and it looked very long.
1: It looked right? very long, and she had just read the first draft of something, and I was petrified uh-huh. that she hated it. Uh-huh. Uh, I had it in my head that she hated it, and I thought, well, I can't read this email because it's going to ruin my vacation. That's all I'm going to think about. So, but I couldn't just leave it, right? Because I knew it was there, and then that would ruin my vacation. So I told you to read it and you looked at it and you said oh this is no problem you can read this. Yeah. So talk about that for a second. How 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 cool is that?
0: It's super cool. First
1: of all, I mean, I mean how how pathetic are we <laughs> that we need this service from each other?
0: No, I think it's a really nice um I think it's just a really nice form of support. Yeah. And I think it's also about understanding um your partner's insecurities.
1: Uh, yeah. You know,
0: yep. and you're right. You would not have been able to relax on that, that vacation had, you, you needed to know basically whether that email from your editor was positive or negative. Right. Uh, and if it was negative, how negative. Right. Um, and you didn't even want the details. I, I, I think I read the first three lines of a very long email.
2: Yeah.
0: And those first three lines, it was very clear that it was a positive email. Right. And so I, that's what I said to you. It's clearly positive. Don't worry about it. Right. You're going to, you can read it now or you can read it when we get back, but it's clearly a good email. So it's fine. And yeah, the thing with our friend, I think that was really funny. Um, Because, you know, he was making it sound like he had pages and pages and pages of notes for me. Yeah. And it's the first time he had ever read anything of mine. So that was a little, that's always a little scary anyway. And yeah, you looked at it. And you were like, no, you got it. It's fine. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe what his, his comments were, but they weren't significant edits in any right. way that scared me. Right. That should have scared me. So how do you feel about that?
1: You know, it, it, it's just the, the weird weakness of authors. Yeah. And, you know, like the, you know, I think every, every author, every creative person has their, their Achilles heel or their kryptonite. You know, I mean, I know people who won't read reviews of their own work. They have a friend. Wow. They have a friend read the reviews and then tell them, "Sure, here, read this one or read that one, whatever." Wow. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, there are some authors out there who have like Google alerts, yeah, uh, on themselves. Which, man, that just sounds like a universe I do not want to live in. But I know people who do not have a Google alert on themselves, but a friend does,
0: oh, and a friend
1: wow. will forward them good stuff wow. and not bad stuff.
0: You know, because. Uh, so I just read some celebrity, I can't even remember who it was, who said, um, you know, if you believe the good that you read about yourself, then yeah. you have to believe the bad, too. Yeah. So, why not just not believe any of it? Right. Just don't even worry about it, pretend it doesn't exist. So, right. I, t- I totally get that. But it is funny, I, you know, if I'm ever in this position, I don't know what I'll do. I'd like to think that I would read it because I don't care, but...
1: It's tough. I can, I'm sure it is tough. I can, I can tell you I have seen reviews of my work that are effusive in their praise, lauding me as, you know, a genius like like Virgil and Homer. And then at the very end will say something like, you know, I, I wish the book had blank, but it's still great anyway. Yeah. And all I can focus on is I wish the book yeah, had blank. Yeah, yeah. And that just kills me. Yeah. And it can be tough. I mean, you know, you can read a thousand complimentary things and then you see one bad thing or even just one mediocre yeah, comment. And that's the
0: one that sticks. And around. that's the one
1: that sticks and it's just it, it it depends on your personality, it depends on what you fixate on. And so for me,
0: But I feel like that's true with any kind of criticism, like performance appraisals at sure, work, you know, sure. or whatever, a, a fight with a friend where A friend is like, you're such a wonderful person, but you always do this or whatever. I mean, it's always the bad stuff that sticks around.
1: Yeah, it depends. Some people are able to shake it off. Yeah. You know, um, other people aren't. Did you
0: just quote Taylor Swift?
1: You know, I believe that was a phrase before she she made a song of it. I don't
0: think that's true.
1: Oh, yeah. She invented (laughs) the phrase, shake it off. Yeah, you're right. So as soon as I said that, I knew. I'm like, oh, man, she's going to... She's gonna Taylor Swift me. <laughs> so it's good, it, you know. Beyond being able to critique each other, beyond beyond that, there's this other level of support, which is nice. Yeah. I, I think I think all writers should have somebody like that in their life, Agreed. whether it's a spouse or yeah. not. I know when I first started out, I had a really good writer friend, and we did that for each other. That's we really would nice. we would read each other's reviews and tell each other, "Yeah, you can look at this. No, wow. you can't look at that." And that was good, and and I was glad to have that. Yeah. So. Uh, Let's talk about, uh, since we talked about reading on vacation and everything, let's talk about what are you reading slash recommended reading? Yeah. What are you reading, Morgan?
0: I am currently reading Conversion by Catherine Howe. Okay. And uh, you may recall a couple of years ago in upstate New York, a school was sort of afflicted by a group of its female students having strange tics and illnesses that were not able to be explained initially. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a big made a I lot remember of headlines. us talking about it. Yeah, and of course I was like, as soon as it was happening, I was like, oh, there's going to be some great books about this. Yeah, and this is one of them. It's very loosely based on that. Uh, Catherine Howe has a new book out this month, I think, just a week or so ago, called The Appearance of Annie Van Syndrome. And uh, but what's funny is I actually don't even remember how I found how I stumbled across this book. But like I said, I ordered it sometime very late in my pregnancy last year. And what what I tend to do in October is uh, line up on my Netflix queue all of the scary movies I want to see and set aside some scary books that I've been meaning to read because I like to theme my books. And this was one of them last year, and I just sort of inadvertently never read it all year long. And here, I, here we are in October, and I was like, oh, I'm going to read this and bring it on vacation. It's really good. It takes place at a, a private school and a uh, private girl's school. And sure enough, um, the girls start getting very strange symptoms one by one and, and you know, everyone's trying to figure it out. So, uh, I'm really enjoying it right now. Cool. Yeah. And, and it's a hardcover. (laughs) It's like an actual physical book, (laughs) which I only do, you know, I, I do very few of those. So it's nice. Cool. Yeah. You,
1: I am, I'm still reading a prayer for the city by Buzz Bissinger. I had only started it when I went to Kentucky and then uh, Leia being sick, and some other things interfered, so I, but I made a lot of progress on it while we were on vacation i read I read quite a bit of it i I like it. I think I see why it did not do as well as Friday night lights. yeah, you know, Friday Night lights about small town football in Texas. that is sort of taking a something that is pleasant. And interesting and sort of lighthearted yeah. in our imaginations and showing the inner workings and the complexity of it. So it's, oh, gee, football, high school football. Oh, look how complicated it actually is. Look how intricate it actually is. Yeah. It seems so simple on the face of it, but look at this. This book, A Prayer for the City, is all about the inner workings of the Rendell administration in Philadelphia in the 90s. So he's taking a topic that we already know is complicated and intricate well, you and already, showing how much more complicated and intricate it is. That's,
0: you already turn off people yeah. who just don't want to go there with politics right. because it's too complicated right. and intricate. So, yeah, I could see that.
1: So I see I see why. But it's, it's really well written, uh, even though he does have an entire paragraph that is nothing but names of ships that oh were, that were built at the Philadelphia Navy shipyard and wow. I'm like I get the point I understand why he did it but I I did not read that paragraph <laughs> I was like okay this is a bunch of ship names I'm just going to skip it <laughs> Sorry buzz uh but I'm enjoying it quite a bit uh, quite a bit so
2: Good
1: so that is it for this week. Uh, we are, are back from vacation now. We will be on full time again next week. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Please visit us at writinginreallife.com. Leave a comment, leave feedback, tell us what you would like us to discuss next. And uh, follow us on Twitter at WIRL Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes. We love when you do that. And we will talk to you all again next week.
0: Thanks, everyone.
1: Bye.